Hello, 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 and welcome to the Press the Action Button podcast, where one nerd and one tremendous fellow talk about the things that we love. My name is Newman. And my name is Yusuf. And today we're going to be talking about Pokemon. Um, not only the game, but the series and just uh, it, it as a whole. Um, I can't think of a better word than that. Uh, how are you, Yusuf? Yeah, I'm good. I'm doing. I'm not doing too bad. Uh, much the same, really. I've just been trying to do the same quarantine stuff everyone's doing. Been doing a lot of Zoom calls and YouTube fitness videos to try and stay, you know, a bit more active. Um, are you as fed up with Zoom as I am? I, I'm just so tired of it. Oh, now. it's exhausting, isn't it? I know. I know. And it's, like, I, I have at work. I have a manager who yeah. should shall remain nameless. Right. And I'm not, and I'm not going to do the first name, last name, last name, first name thing like Skinner <laughs> does, even though it was, I'm very tempted. But we start every morning. He's American. Right. Every morning. Well, you're narrowing start, it down now. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Christ. Anyway, every morning we have this call at half eight in the morning and the whole team comes together and for half an hour and we talk. And then it goes on. It usually goes, it always goes over. Right, yeah. Always. And on and Friday, by one o'clock, guess how many calls I'd be on? Guess guess how many hours I'd been on calls? By one o'clock, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, four, four. Four hours. Four yes. hours. Yes. And it's just call after call after call. And it's like nothing is actually getting done. And it's just, yeah, like, and that's before you do your normal work. I'm just so, I just, I just had enough of it now. How long was the drive, Father? Four hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Four hours. Um, that's such a waste uh, of time. It is such a waste of time. God. But that's what they do in American companies, you know. They, they. Anyway, look enough for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what? If, anything else? Have you been buying anything online, or you know? <laughs> I bought a boar bristle beard brush. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> yes, someone at work was that like I've I've collated the stories of ridiculous things people have bought um, for the last few weeks because apparently it's a thing. I have a friend that he was just about to buy to to, to press purchase on a compound bow. What? <laughs> like that's <laughs> <laughs> like what in the world do you need a compound bow for? You never know. You never know. You never need it. Never know. So what? He's not buying it for the novelty of it. He's buying it for the actual use. Of... I have no idea. I think, you, I think he might you, be one to watch, Newman. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then there was another fella who I work with who was just about to click by on, um, do you know those like medieval role play costumes that you get and stuff? Yeah. He was like about to buy a cape and, and something <laughs> else. And he's like, why am I doing this? Where do you work? Where are these people? <laughs> why are they so fascinated with medieval weaponry? Uh, and I, I have no idea. Um, but the um, I, 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 I did something similar. Um, you know, it was just like the lethargy of like being in the whole time. And I was like, what about, what about the jacuzzi? <laughs> jacuzzi. And like I, I live in a mid-terrace house in 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 a glorified ex-council estate built in 1961. I mean, the back gardens were 
were just there was nothing separating them but a wire fence and people put up their own walls eventually i mean for me to buy a jacuzzi and put it in my back garden is like the worst idea i could possibly think also of. it's dublin no one sits in their back garden with a jacuzzi <laughs> I know, like, but anyway, this is what Corona's done to me. Just sitting there um, while it's raining sideways on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I'll tell you something else. And I, and I, I sent you, uh, I sent you a photo last night of my wonderful attempt at my second haircut. What did you think? It was good. You're very proud of your ability to cut your own hair. I am. Yeah. I should, why shouldn't I be? I feel, like had, I feel quite cheated because I think this goes along with the fact that you tend to underrate the skills of other people quite often. And for years, you've been saying that, you know, I could do that. I could definitely do that. And one of them used to be, I can cut my own hair. And now uh, you've done a pretty good job of it. And I don't like the feedback that's giving you. <laughs> that way you didn't write back to me. Yes, yeah, so that is. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're subliminally trying to teach me uh, lessons uh, on my personality. But, um, no, well, listen, I've had a mixed relationship with haircuts, as you know. Um, like <laughs> what does we, that mean? <laughs> it means it means you've like had a bad haircut like everybody else before yeah pretty much if you remember like we used to go to your man Alan and he basically gave us a block yeah he was your hair awful. was just a block and that was it a, a, a barber who was confused by the term thinning scissors yeah. uh, he'd never heard of it before <laughs> he didn't think it existed <laughs> exactly no 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 no. don't know what you're talking about but um, yeah so that's how it started and then it was like I was like, you know, eight euro haircut, that'll do me. I'll go in anywhere, any place, any time. It doesn't matter. I don't care. It'll grow out. That was my opinion. It's like, it'll grow out eventually. So, you know, it's fine. And it's just, it's a crazy way to think. It's like the damage that it's done to my hair now will be fixed by itself after a week or two. <laughs> you know, but yeah. that, that was the attitude I had. And then, as you know, I started shaving my head completely. Yeah. Um, which was easy and I could get that done anywhere. And then I finally found a, a barber who I thought was good and you thought was crap. He was um, terrible. He was good. He was a nice guy. But um, yeah, but then at the same time, I was only getting my head shaved. So, you know, wh- how high were my demands at that at that stage? Surprisingly but, uh, high all the same. Well, <laughs> you tell me I have a Donkey Kong cut. No, you just look like Donkey Kong. It's the face that looks like Donkey Kong. All right, okay. <laughs> But then, listen, listen to this. You know, as I work in the posh side of Dublin, mm-hmm. unfortunately, um, I, I, I walked into a barber's one day and I was like, yeah, how much for a dry cut? He's like, we don't do dry cuts. I was like, okay, what do you do? We, we wet, we, we, we wet your, wash your hair first and then we cut it. I was like, all right, fair enough. And so time to kill, I did it and I went for it. And uh, my God, am I converted. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, I, I shouldn't be in a, in a high-end... I mean, when I say high end, it's thirty euros, which I suppose is kind of high end. But like, it's 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 just a great experience, you know. Like they bring in, they offer you a coffee and a beer. I never take it. I don't think anyone takes a coffee and a beer. <laughs> I, I don't just, know why they offer it. It's just like they want to seem like they're doing more for you than they actually are. It's because but, like if you you know you can buy like a twenty four pack of beers for like twenty quid, so it actually doesn't cost you that much to give one, but you feel like you're getting more for it. But, but are you gonna? But you can't drink it when your hair's getting cut because you've got the thing on you. You can. I've been in places where people drink beers while they're getting their hair cut, or generally while they're waiting. All right, all right. Maybe that's more of a London hipster thing. Maybe, but anyway. Um. So I really like it now, and and you know, whereas if if this Corona thing had happened like you know last year, I would have been like, yeah, it's fine. I cut my own hair. Whereas now I kind of miss it. You know, it's an experience. Yeah. And uh, not one that I would normally go for, but uh, I really like it. 
Yeah. You've been doing it for years. Well, got, getting my hair cut at proper places. Exactly. Well, yeah, it's because I used to go to, yeah, the same thing. I used to go to get, like, shit haircuts from places where, you know, because my hair is so unbelievably thick. Um, I've broken three razors with my hair. That's crazy. Yeah, it's gotten caught in it and then not turned on again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like I, so I used to just go to places and just try and get, like, a, a decent haircut that didn't just go thick or whatever. Um and then I just I started going to find some pretty good ones, but the it's like you go in and if you're not in at like nine in the morning on a Saturday, you're there for like three hours waiting. Oh god. Yeah, and it's like I can't do that, so I started paying a bit more, and started going to some really shit places. But I found this really good place. It's a Turkish barbers. Have you ever been to mm. a Turkish barbers? Yeah, I I found a guy locally, but go on, keep telling me your story. Right. So this place is brilliant. It's really what is it? I think it's like sixteen quid for a haircut. And they spend ages on it, right? Um, like, and they, and they also they do like this the back and the sides really well. Um, you don't, you don't. Maybe you can book, but most people you just go in, you sit down. It's kind of busy, but if you're early enough, it's fine. They spend they spend ages on it. They like clean up the front of it, and they do like the beard if you want. They set your ears on fire. What? Yeah, they do this thing which I didn't know what they were doing. Where they get like a, a little cotton ball, right? They dip it in this little liquid, light it on fire, and then they like dab it off your ears really quickly to like burn the little invisible hairs on your ears. Also, I assume if you've got quite, you know, long ear hair, which I don't, so I don't know why they do it, but they do it to everybody. Um, and then you can just smell little invisible hairs burning. Oh, God. And one time it sent off the fire alarm. <laughs> off you? Yeah, off me. <laughs> And it's like, it's quite distracting because they're doing it and they're just like flicking it back and forth and stuff like that. And the guy's like looking out the window and I'm like, hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> Main, uh, look at what you're doing. They're pros. Yeah, they are. And it's really good. They do a really good job. Like sometimes if you get like, um, if you just kind of get like a normal haircut and then they kind of clean up the bits. Because, you know, sometimes you've got weird hair around your your forehead and stuff that grows in odd kind of places. No. Well, you know, not like forehead, <laughs> but like the shape of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, they'll like, so they'll trim it and then they'll clean up those like little bits that sometimes hang down for some people. That's a bit annoying. Uh, and then they'll, you know, like wrap it in like a towel and sometimes they'll like massage your shoulders while you're doing it. Yeah. So I think it's about 15 quid for that. That's, yeah, that's it's, brilliant. Yeah. It's really, really good. But yeah, they're closed currently. So uh, um, Sarah's been doing the back and sides. I haven't let her touch the top, but it's, it's so long now. Like, yeah, it can almost <laughs> go into my mouth. You, I think it's. Honestly, I, I do, I've done it twice, and I, obviously there's things that you can't do, like, you know, fading in the sides, the tops, and the back. Yeah. But, like, even if you see the way a lot of them do it, like, no, hold on, I'm, 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 I'm downplaying what they do, but there is some of them that just basically take and just trim a little bit off the ends, and it seems to make a huge difference at the end, so you should try it. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get Sarah to do it because at this point, it's, it's too big. Like, it's way, way too long. Like, I, you know, I tried to, like, brush it up kind of a thing, but it's so long now, I have long, slicked back hair, which is not what I'm going for. Um, So I need to kind of get it done. But, yeah, it's just like, do you ever sometimes you go, oh, no, maybe just take a little bit of length off, and then suddenly it's too short to do anything with? Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. afraid of, just getting thick, curly hair. So you hair. can no longer set your set a, set, set a watch to your haircut? <laughs> no, no longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did, well, I did. I did though well, because I was um doing like, you know, YouTube kind of workouts and stuff like that. And then so I have shower, do work normally, and then 
doing something and i'm telling you i haven't sweated like this in years from work out like yeah if you just it's insane how much it's poor then i go and i have a shower and then i'm like oh i've already had a shower i'm not gonna do my head i'm just gonna go, go to bed and i have like mo salad hair when i don't do anything to it <sighs> yeah your hair is weird it's like i haven't seen it like this in ages it's ridiculous mm. Well, I, th- I think that goes to show you how unfit we are. You know, you go to the gym and you do the same thing over and over again, and then someone does like this weird set, and you're like, you're you're dying basically. Yeah. You know. Well, I think yeah, that's a good point. It's you know the difference of if you're trying to do like cardio and actually have fitness, or you know, build a bit more muscle. Um, yeah. And it is completely different, but there, yeah, it's just like jumping jacks aren't hard. You do it for two minutes, and it's unbelievable yeah. how, how much yeah. you're sweating. <laughs> I was telling you that Joe Wicks is a lunatic. But, um, yeah. yeah, I haven't been doing much exercise and I really need to get back to it because, you know, I just, I, there's just this like general lethargy that's going on because of everything that's, that's going on. And, you know, it's hard to, to pull yourself up out of it and just, but, and, and also cause I've been so busy at work, but, um, yeah. I definitely gonna need to get back to it. But I did, I looked up a Turkish barber after your recommendation Yes. and, um, there was a, there's some nearby and they had really good reviews and I went in and like, I went in was off that day so i went in just as they opened there already a couple of people waiting outside but um this was i think this was the day before they announced a lockdown i can't remember but right. it was very close to it anyway and everyone was talking about it blah blah blah. and there was confirmed cases already in ireland and um they like they the fades they do brilliant and all like but um then then he, he then he did something he's like started like slapping my face with this lemon thing wiping it down and i, don't I was think like was a i was name. like you should not be touching my face mate uh I, of course i didn't say that to him because i wouldn't do that but i was thinking it yeah. and uh, I, I left anyway and he gave me a free bottle of this lemon aftershave and this weird squirt bottle i mean it was nice but you know i so, didn't ask for it but anyway so I, I, I then i was so paranoid that i like i ran out of the shop like Back to the car, like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bean does when he has a turkey on his head, yeah. you know, just flailing my arms, and, like just w- walking as quickly as I could. And then the second I got, I just covered my face and like sanitizer. It was just. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wait, I mean, if he's touching the side of your head, though, what's much of no, a difference, though? My, f- my face, though. No, but, stuff. but I mean, he's got to touch like the side of your heads when he's like shaving it. So what's the difference between that and if he's touching like your cheek? Don't you know that the entrance point of the, the virus is nose, mouth, and eyes? Yeah, but if it's a couple of millimeters away. Yeah, I'm sorry. You don't touch the face during this time. Well, and I know everyone agrees with me. Well, yeah, no, you shouldn't be touching the face or whatever. But you shouldn't be, like, they, I mean, what's the difference between getting your hair cut that day and the next day? Yeah. Yeah, but you weren't well, supposed look. to. Anyway, uh, so you think you're going to be converted then? You're going to go to Turkish barbers? Now? I, uh, well, if not Turkish barbers, uh, uh, one where I spoil myself a bit because it's an experience, you know? <laughs> I never saw it as that. Um, you know, it was always a nuisance because I don't want to talk about my holidays, which I don't have, yeah. or, you know, the weather. It was actually really funny, you know, my mate Dave, who was at my wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's quirky. He bought um, uh, two cannons. That's right. He did buy two cannons. Yeah, literally um, a nice troll back to your mate who buys longbows. <laughs> buys what? A longbow. <laughs> well, Dave was going to put cannons outside his house for a design feature, <laughs> um, but then of course he paid a lot of money for them, so they would just get robbed. But um, the way that he told me, by who? Was... Like the Viking hordes. 
It's taken like, account. They're, they're expensive. Like you can't just go and buy them. They're bought at auction, you know. God. Yeah, but he's you know Dave is Dave, but yeah. um, it was hilarious as well because it was like he, he he was like oh I, I I convinced my wife. Well, first it was like I want to get four, and then when she says no. I, I originally actually just wanted to get two, but since she won't accept four, she'll talk me down to two, which is what I want in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but anyway, he was telling me when he went, now this is something only Dave would do, when he went for his haircut uh, locally, he closed his eyes for the whole haircut so he didn't have to talk to the barber. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, you can't even see your hair being cut. You just, you don't want to talk to someone that badly. You just keep your eyes closed for the whole thing. That must be so disorientating to the barber. He's like, I'm um, sorry, how much do you want me to take off the... Oh, okay. You're just going to keep your eyes closed. All right. Fair enough, though. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. But we'll get back to that normal uh, human life where you can talk to people and, you know, Go all that it. stuff eventually. But um, listen, we're here to talk about Pokemon. Yes. And I want or, to tell you my one purchase I did recently, mm-hmm. and there isn't a purchase. I got some Pokemon house slippers. Ah, they arrived. Boy. They arrived last week because I needed some. I needed some house slippers because they were in bits from wearing around the house and everything. Um, and I was online, and uh, Sarah was buying something from Amazon, and she needed something to top up ah. the order to get free delivery. And there were some nice Pokemon slippers for like ten quid. So they've got Pikachu and Charmander on them. Mm, so I'm okay. I'm well dressed for the occasion. Good, good, and you're wearing them now. Yeah, good to hear. Good, good to hear. Um, yeah, so it's Pokemon, um, as we know it, yeah. or in Japan, Poketoru Monsteru. <laughs> is that it? Or or is that? Or Poke- no, I made that up. Right. It's or Pocket Monster, as it was known. Yeah. Um, what do you remember, like just you know, growing up with Pokemon? Off the top of your head. Um. I, I kind of like it was it was so big uh, I mean the game I just remember just the look of it that look of it like the top down walking around um, like Palatown and stuff like that but I also remember it just being this phenomenon of trading cards in school and everybody walking yeah. around with their different ones and in their groups and everything and then complaining to the teacher when they realised they had a bad deal the teacher coming over having to make someone swap back some cards that they what? had what your yeah. teacher got involved in the swap of Pokemon cards yeah because like someone would go over and be like oh no sorry they took the uh, they took an onyx off me and you know <laughs> I didn't realise that it wasn't a good deal till afterwards and they're like give him back his cards <laughs> and uh, oh my god yeah and if you can imagine the apathy of the teachers in the Christian Brothers school <laughs> what we were doing <laughs> when they gave him his pokemon back love yeah yeah basically yeah <laughs> no i think you were like five years younger than me so i didn't i didn't quite get to that <laughs> legs and stuff but i do remember like everyone had their game boys in and they were playing it and i always like as this probably come as a surprise to many people i was a little nerdish as a child Aww. so you know e- even though it was immensely popular and <laughs> um, I was always kind of not involved with the cool kids and then or the dangerous kids more so. But the cool dangerous kids all of a sudden were into something that I was into and it was very confusing. Yeah, it kind it really just it was one of those things that it it just moved past um you know, oh look, uh, nerdy kids are into video games and stuff like that and you know, card collecting things. It's like everybody had it. It, it was 
Which is weird because, you know, like pogs or yo-yos or something became big for a little while and everybody went into it. It was weird for a video game like this and like a Japanese card game to kind of go and make that same sort of appeal. Yeah, I, I, I think like just I was thinking about it and I was like, what is what? Why is there such a huge appeal to it? And I think especially for kids, it probably taps into the like it's a couple of things. I think now this is weirdly cynical, but I think ownership is one. The fact that you own them, you mm. know what I mean? And it's like kids don't really have a lot of autonomy when they're growing up. And this kind of like gave them power in a way, like they were collecting things and they could fight them and they could trade them. You know, mm. it gave them a kind of independence. Well, kids do like they love collecting stuff. That's why when, you know, they release a range of, you know, action men or Barbie or whatever, they release a set of them you know mm. and it's like it might be like four from some sort of holiday set and it's slightly different clothes and stuff like that because kids want all of them they want all five of the set um yeah they do want it they want to co- complete it yeah that, that there's that that's that as well like but i just think you know even when you look at the anime right mm. and you have ash ash ketchum and he's a 10 year old and yeah. he leaves home and he travels around japan by himself and yeah. his pokemon you know what i mean yeah, yeah. I like, mean, it, it's weird. <laughs> true. But I mean, if you're going into anime, there's uh, weirder things that happens. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I said to Sarah literally two days ago, because I, t- I told her we were doing this episode, that if I had the option now, I would still be a Pokemon trainer if that was a career option. <laughs> Absolutely. It'd be the first thing I'd do. I would too, I think. it was. It's such, like... And the weird thing was, like, I played the first game on the, on the Game Boy and stuff, but after that, I never really played them. But I do remember growing up, and it was like, I was like, they're missing such a trick here. They haven't they haven't brought out any, like, you know, any N64 game or, you know, a higher power console or anything like that. Yeah, you well, know, because they, they had Pokemon Stadium, but yeah, I know what you mean, from that RPG style. Yeah, and even they had Pokemon Snap. It's like, what's the point of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but like I, I, when Pokemon Go came out, and I know there's a little bit of, you know, sort you know, it's a bit surreptitious the stuff that goes on with that because weren't Facebook or something involved with that? It was Google, Pokemon. Google. Yeah, it, it was um, Niantic, I think, is the company that did it. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't Nintendo. Like the thing is, they were building this, like uh, this app to kind of see. Hey, kind of understanding of where people kind of move around it's something to do with the google maps and that similar sort of vein uh, and i remember when it became huge everyone bought shares in nintendo and nintendo mm. came out and they were like it's not us it's our franchise yeah. but it's not us and then the sales all plummeted oh god but yeah i mean that 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 was the first like even that was recent and, and that took off in a huge way and i was thinking there's definitely something they should be tapping into here before this time you know what i mean yeah um but yeah it was it, like it it was it's a phenomenon it is a phenomenon still yeah. um i i i must admit that after the the 150 and the original anime i i didn't really follow it did you no i mean i played some of the other games i played I, I got back into a Pokemon Go, but that started with the original 150. Um, and, like, that was kind of like the only time I kind of went back to it. I, like, I did a bit of Gold and Silver, and I think I did the Ruby afterward, and then I didn't keep on going, but there were so many afterward. But yeah. I didn't realize how massive it is. It is insane how big it is. So, like, we're talking about 
these different games and the Pokemon game and stuff like that. As a media franchise, it is the highest grossing ever. Wow. Isn't that insane? Like, and by that's that, crazy. by that, I mean, if you look at like, um, the amount of money that's made by different franchises, they have in total, Pokemon has made $95 billion. Wow. Yeah. That's, so, that's, that's unbelievable. That's licensing stuff, video games, card games, films, uh, manga magazines, home entertainment, stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. also like uh, little books that they're going to come out with. Like the next on the list is Hello Kitty, you know, from their stuff being everywhere. And then it's like Winnie the Pooh and then Mickey Mouse and stuff. Like Pokemon wow. has made more money than all those. And Mickey Mouse started 70 years or so before Pokemon. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but it does, it taps into something like, you know, because it like, you know, it, there's kind of a, an atmosphere around it. You know, it's like this cultish kind of, you know, weird attraction you know it's like yeah i i don't know it's like there's something mysterious about it like it's it's like this whole new world i i don't i can't really put my finger on it like you know it's kind of like you know the way metal gear is like its own universe and it has this kind of mystery and intrigue and like you want to learn more about snake and about the history of of the world and that kind of stuff yeah it, it kind of reminds me of that only it's like it's it obviously it's quintessentially japanese but it, it like it's huge all over the world and i i like it's the the collecting thing does go into i think the ownership thing the independence the autonomy of kids but like the battling and the social element especially yeah know? yeah yeah well i mean th- this really did because one the the trading cards you know clearly you need someone to trade the cards with but also like introducing the cable link to most game boy uh, users the fact that yeah. they were like, no, look, these Pokemon are going to be separated. So you need to have this. You need to have somebody else who's going to have it. And you need to swap back and forth. But maybe we're going a bit ahead of it. Um, do, yeah. you wanna, do you want to give a bit of a um, history of it? I sure will. Um, okay, so the, the mastermind behind it all was a guy called uh, Satoshi Tajiri. Yeah. Um, he was, I, I, I was reading about him and was saying that, you know, as a kid, he was really into bug collecting. Yeah. Um, he, like it was just one of his real interests. And then obviously as Japan got built up more and more, more of the natural stuff was kind of being built over by apartment buildings and, you know, um, offices and stuff like that. So it was something that he got to do less. But, um, I, I, as he grew up anyway, he, um, he went to college and he was spending a lot of time in arcades yeah um, he was big into games and apparently he was into games so much that one of the local arcades gave him a full-size arcade machine oh yeah i i saw that and i think that is insane like the cost of that <laughs> like also from like i don't know when that was if that was like the 80s or the 70s or whatever but that they gave him like those are expensive <laughs> like people didn't really have many home consoles and they were like here you go mate yeah, he's obviously just there the whole time, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was like, oh, we have to give him something. But <laughs> that, that never happened here. Um, but yeah, so, and he was, um, obviously he was an avid gamer and, and he was, he, I, he apparently took apart a NES and, and learned how it was built and then got into a bit of programming and started programming a, a couple of games. Yeah, yeah. He apparently then won a competition where Sega were asking for a game design. I wasn't able to find what game that was, Um but apparently he did, and after that time, he was just getting more and more into games. He, he founded a magazine called Game Freak. Yes, uh, which later became the company, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that later became the company that started to develop games. But um, he, he he was saying that um, 
I, I, from what I understand that obviously they were a publisher for a while, but they weren't the biggest magazine. But um, when they got into development, they actually did a few decent titles for Nintendo and Sega. Yeah, I think actually when he first started doing the um, the Game Freak magazine, it was like hand drawn. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was hand drawn, and then he went and he like printed it properly and stuff like that, um, and then he like distributed it to uh, like the magazines uh, to these like magazine stands and everything. Oh, fair play to him. Yeah, and, so, and apparently I, I heard that he has autism. Really? Yeah, and and that it it I I always think that Japanese like this is a complete stereotype but I do from what I've seen and like I've watched a couple of documentaries and stuff and heard that their attitude to mental health is kind of it's not like stuff like autism is not as accepting as it is in the west right okay um but apparently um the main man uh, Miyamoto liked him um so much that it was kind of he kind of overlooked it I mean you should always overlook someone's you know I know what you mean but in some patients. cultures that might be a bigger stumbling block exactly others. exactly but um so anyway he, uh, he he apparently got the inspiration I love hearing stories of inspiration because it's it's you know how, how universes start basically you know like this this little thing that like causes an explosion that builds and builds and builds but he was seeing two kids with um, the game link cable and then he he, uh, he thought about what if the bugs that he loved collecting as a kid were going between the two consoles? Ooh, I heard a different story. Yeah, go on. I heard, well, so he, um, as, a, as an avid gamer, he used to play uh, the, one of the Dragon Quest games, and he was a big fan of it. And his, yeah. his friend was also playing at the same time, and they were trying to get this like rare item drop from an enemy. And his friend, uh, it was like a helmet, his friend was playing at the same time and got two of them by pure chance. So just like, you know, two or three battles in a row, he just accidentally got two of them and he didn't have any. So he was going, that's a bit, you know, that's mad because he's got this thing, which I really want. If only Mm. he could give it to me. And I heard that's where the idea started of him thinking, trading items across video games from the same type of game. Because sometimes Mm. you get things that you don't need and you don't want, or you get more than one. And other people really need it, it, particularly when it comes to, you know, a random uh, encounter generator or something like that. Yeah. yeah, well, that's interesting. But either way, one of the stories is true about both of them. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. But uh, yeah, so that obviously tapped into his interest in bugs, and he thought about Pokemon. And also, you know, in Japan, they have those, um, you know, those capsule machines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that spit out like a random toy. So that was apparently also something that went through his thinking um, when when he built Pokemon. But he put it forward apparently twice to Nintendo, and twice they rejected it. Um, but then Miyamoto like basically gave him the green light and said, "Okay, go on, you know, we'll see how it goes." Um, and that's how uh, basically Pokemon Red and Green, which were the first two games to come out in in Japan, yeah, um, started being made, um, which was six years in development apparently. Yeah, I heard um, he was doing um, he was doing other games at the same time, but basically he was just constantly working on Pokemon in the background with his other team and. Sometimes they weren't really getting paid uh, that well and stuff because he was just putting so much into it. But yeah, I I love like this story because basically you break it down. It's just this guy who loves like his 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 bug collecting as a kid, loves video games, and then just goes and creates this thing that then becomes literally the highest grossing franchise of all time. Like yeah. it is an absolute passion project from yeah. Basically, two, uh, two people. Uh, it's Ken Sugimori who did the art style, I believe. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically him and uh, Satoshi, they just they just created this thing together that started with, you know, drawing on like a page and everything and then later became this absolutely like critically acclaimed phenomenon. Mm. It, it is amazing like when you think about how something like I suppose if you're passionate enough about something and you put the work in and you see if you have a vision of what what you can you know of what the future will be not not what the future will be but you have a vision of a project that you want to see you know completed yeah it it, it, it keeps pushing you until you get it done if you believe in it yeah 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 I mean that's and you know sometimes particularly back then when um you're trying to do something that's a bit groundbreaking because I know there was other types of RPGs like that, but I don't remember there being anything like that on Game Boy. No, neither do I. Um, but it, uh, apparently, uh, you know, when it first released, it had kind of modest sales, and they, I think, I can't, I can't remember who asked them, but someone basically said, um, I think it was, it must have been someone at Game Freak that said, look, can we make an extra Pokemon, 150 uh, first Pokemon, um, that we can kind of, show at conventions and stuff and kind of give like journalists and stuff like that oh. and yeah and apparently that's how Mew came around and um, it, apparently it still had modest sales until a magazine called Koro Koro um, revealed the, the mystery Pokemon oh. and then everyone like it just absolutely exploded and everyone was like it's it's so funny it's like it's it taps into the whole thing of, of, of being human it's like I can't get it you know what I mean I want it you yeah, know yeah, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's apparently when it really started yeah, blowing up in Japan, and then they had obviously the anime and um, and the cards in, uh, outside of Japan first before the games launched uh, in Europe and and the, and the states and that. Yeah, and the, and for for us, they rebranded it as Red and Blue instead of Red Red and Green um, when they came over. Yeah, uh, but it's it's also that thing of like you know when you started those games, it's like you can only get you can only choose one. Yeah, yeah. of the main. Main Pokemon. It's like you have to tr- you have to trade if I, you want to get more. I remember I had all 151 Pokemon. <laughs> is this a story about me being a brick again? Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. I had all 151 Pokemon, and you also wanted to get all of them, and you came up with this ingenious idea <laughs> of why don't you right delete your file. And then, and then start it over and then pick the Pokemon, a different starter Pokemon every time. Because you can pick one of the three, Bulbasaur, Squirtle or Charmander. Get to the point where you do the trading, which is, takes a while to get into the game, a couple of hours into it. And then I can trade you my Bulbasaur. <laughs> Don't let him evolve though, because you need him to be the, lo- the base level so you have him in your Pokedex. And then I'll restart the game again do it with Squirtle <laughs> and then again and then do it with Charmander and then I'd have to do it again basically if I wanted to keep one of mine <laughs> and then uh, you didn't do it did you? I did do it <laughs> I did do it because I was like seven <laughs> you're a sucker mate <laughs> I don't remember that at I, all. I, I don't think that story is true I remember because I remember the bloody hours it took because I also remember I was like but hang on and then you're like but then we'll, we'll both get 150 Pokemon 151 and I was like but if I trade them to you and then I restart the game I won't have them in my Pokedex and you're like oh yeah then you have to trade them all back to me and then we'd like evolve them and then back again and then evolve them again and then back again so we did that did we? yeah yeah we did that Oh, God, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, 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 I remember it. I, 
I do remember link ale was like a precious thing in the schoolyard though, because like not every kid would bring them in, and they'd be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, Brian has a link ale, go on, go over, go over and get it, like you know. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> try to try and get something. I also remember I have a heartbreaking story about Pokemon. Where oh. do you remember the duplicate uh, trick? Not the one where you can like duplicate uh, items. No. So so apparently there was a way of like cloning a Pokemon through a switch to a link cable, right? And mm-hmm. it was a way of if I'm trading it, if I'm trading you like a Mewtwo or something, there's a way of like turning it off or switching or pressing something to cancel it, where it's basically been received by you but hasn't left mine yet. So then it would be two. So there was a trick, and this worked for some people. I remember some people had like duplicates of you know rare Pokemon and everything, and. I had, I was like the only person in my class who had 151. I think you found a way of getting them or something through like a, a game shark cheat or something like that. Um, and then uh, I got it and I was going to, and, and everybody in my class was jealous of it. And this one guy was like, oh, come on, let's trade it. You know, and like, I know how to do the, the trick. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, no. And he said he knew how to do it and he didn't. He hadn't seen it done before. I remember we were in the schoolyard. And then he basically, and it always said, like, don't turn it off in the middle of the thing, otherwise you might lose your data. Um, but the thing was, you had to turn it off at some point. So he turned it off in the middle of training it. I turned back on my Game Boy, file deleted. And I remember oh, no. just standing there. And I, I remember, and then people just like turning around and walking off because they just realized what they did. And I was just like, but that was like 120 hours into it and oh, a fully completed God. thing. I don't remember who it was exactly, but he was a little shithead. I know that. Let's track him down now. Oh, yeah, I mean. yeah. I think we should. <laughs> I can get my revenge, and then I'm going to like delete his bank account, and that's the equivalent <laughs> of what happens when you're an adult. It, yeah, it's pretty much, it pretty much <laughs> the equivalent. You're working that hard for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, God, so. I don't remember little tricks like that, but I, I do remember that like Pokemon was huge in, in Ireland before it was actually released as Red and Blue. Yeah. And there was like this game, this shop in town called Mr. Calculator. And it's like, you know, they have, they have the Japanese ones, you know, you know, and it was like, oh. you, you pay like four times the price or something like that. Yeah. He was an importer, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like, people were getting it and like the whole game was in Japanese, but you know, <laughs> I, it obviously satisfied some kids. I remember, um, I don't, I think you would have left primary school by this point. Um, but I remember our cousin Tony had it and he was the first person I'd seen who had it, right? Yeah. Um, and we I remember like I think he's whatever two or three classes above me so like two or three years above me so I went we, loads of us went in to see it and he's just there playing this now looking back horrible looking black and white Pokemon <laughs> and we're all leaning over looking at him playing it and catching these different Pokemon and stuff and just being like wow and then us finally getting it months later yeah I, I it was so, it's such a like I don't know, like a golden memory, you know, like the box and the game and like the two colors, like, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah. it was so exciting, you know? Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, I remember years before that, you know, you had stuff like your pogs and like you had stuff, you know, conquers and, and yeah. yo-yos and stuff like that. Whereas like, this was like this kind of thing that just was, I mean, a million times bigger than anything like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, every kid was playing it like. Yeah, it was, it was, and it, it just it went on in, in loads of different ways like you know i remember some friends of mine like taking a day off school to go see the film and everything when it came out yeah yeah um and actually i remember i think because i mean the what's weird is this huge franchise 
with all these films and the anime with like Ash and all that was spawned after the game. I always thought it was the other way around. I thought yeah, it was so successful because we we had had the anime before we had the game, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone in Europe and the States did. But like that was the weird thing as well, because you were so into the anime at that stage, you wanted to play as Ash and you weren't Ash. Yeah, which is, you, you don't really think about it. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a different storyline. It's a character who in Japan was named after the creator, wasn't he? I thought, I don't know. I thought he was like either called Blue or Red or something, no? Yeah, he, he was. But I think in the, in the Japanese version, like one of the default names you could pick, like one of them was like, you know, Red or Green or whatever. But one of them was a Satoshi. Oh. And the uh, right. rival's name, Gary Oak. Gary fucking yeah. Oak, which became a meme <laughs> of this <laughs> guy who just showed up at the wrong time to do everything. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, no, no matter what Pokemon you pick, he's going to pick the one that's that's strong against yeah, your type. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, ultimate rival. Yeah, and he was, uh, and his character was named Ken, which was the uh, Ken uh, Sugimori, the guy who uh, worked with great with uh, Game Freak. Ah, little yeah. problems behind the scene there, perhaps that they're not revealing. <laughs> they're rivals. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I. I I, I, to be honest, like it was one of those things where when when you you said do Pokemon, I was originally kind of like, yeah, I mean like it's it's huge, but I, my memories weren't that kind of fresh of it. Yeah. But like kind of going back and just kind of reading up on it, like it's it. I remember how magical it was now, and you know just how huge it was, and um, how much of an impact it had on, on everywhere. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was just like as as a game, it was just, like I know that there was some problems with it, but it was so well balanced in it was challenging enough you know what i mean like you did have mm. to grind a bit and um, particularly if you just like had the wrong well not the wrong starter pokemon but if you had a more difficult starter pokemon you know um mm. because it, it was always brock was the first gym and then uh the water one was the second one i think and if you picked uh charmander you just you couldn't do basically any damage against rock type and then you oh, would just yeah. get like completely killed by a water type because it was you know different types like standard game trope of you know water beats fire fire beats grass lightning beats yeah. water whatever um and it being quite difficult so you, just, you had to just like put a lot of time in but then that excitement of oh i'm gonna learn a new move so that makes grinding fun or eventually i'm gonna evolve and that makes it really fun yeah the evolving was just it was so magical like you know it's like you're waiting and waiting and waiting you're like oh when, what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and then if you remember like back then we didn't actually know what they all evolved into either yeah you know so it was that was an added excitement because you know of course there was the internet then there was but it like it wasn't like not everyone had it yeah well um, in the 97 98 we would have had dial up so yeah exactly then. so yeah. it was you know now you just look up everything and you know it instantly whereas back then it was kind of like there was still an element of mystery to things yeah yeah which i do miss you know like because but at the same time i constantly look up stuff online for games i'm playing you know so well, i think the way games are made has changed and like just to go off on a bit of a aside like like with um so if you take like, rpgs and stuff like that at different eras if you look at like final fantasy 7 and 8 if they want you to find something some character might say something they might hint at something being in a certain location or whatever and you got to mm. find that out take final fantasy 10 which is uh, playstation 2 and a far more internet uh, literate time where for example if you want to have an item you have to dodge like a lightning bolt like 250 yeah. times which so is just ridiculous. A, which I don't think they say anywhere. Nobody says 
like it's quite ambiguous you have to get two different items and put them together with a different item in a certain place and nobody really tells you that this might unlock like power or something like that it's very much of we sell the game and we'll sell you the guide at the same time exactly that's what i was just gonna say it tapped into like good old-fashioned consumerism like where it's like oh you need to buy a strategy guide to find this out like you know? yeah yeah like and, and and you can see that with some games where it was just some things were really really difficult to find and i mean sometimes it, you know in old games there was a trail of kind of finding that itself like you know mortal Kombat in the old game and the secrets hidden in that was insane but yeah um, like games did change they did change the way they um they were coming out because they wanted you to buy guides and and if you remember like around like 2002 onward every game you bought you know you could spend an extra 10 quid and get the guide with it and they had like that really cool art design for like a zelda game or a metal gear Solid yeah. game or something with it i wonder still if there's still like easter eggs from those old games that still haven't been discovered like especially games like mario 64 and stuff Ooh, i don't know i feel like now you know, like because people like open up the codes and stuff yeah but can they see everything in the codes can they make out what it is well i've got some i've got a surprise for you an easter yeah. egg from pokemon yeah originally it was meant to be possible to battle uh, professor oak oh really and he was i think meant to be the real last boss because they've got <sighs> like trainer information for him in the game but they never use it Okay. Uh, trainer information what's that as in you know you've got characters who are just like characters you talk to npcs and then you've got uh, characters which are pokemon trainers and that means you know assigned to them is like a battle sprite image and um pokemon that's assigned to them to use oh yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah and the way they'd fight and the way they'd bring them out and stuff like that so they had that built up for him as a character but they didn't oh. use it I I've just been getting you to travel and, and get all the Pokemon for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a real game. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it was a bit. It was. Um, it it was just this huge, huge thing, and you know, there there was that thing of how do you get Mew? Like the thing you talking about that caused a huge talk. I remember is all the stuff of there's like that truck next to SSN. Do you remember this? No. Oh, vaguely. Go on. And if you got strength, apparently you were able to push it out of the way and then you would be under it and stuff. But to do that, you had to not get the SSN, which means you had to get, like, something to progress, which was the item cut. You had to get that sent to you by somebody else using a link cable and you had to skip all that and everything. Um, Which was just, you know, it was impossible to do without the link cable and you kind of had to skip canonically something that was happening in the storyline. Right. Yeah, but just not true. It's completely a rumour. How did you end up getting them again? I don't remember. So there was, they did these events, like you were saying, um, where they wanted people to kind of see them, where it would be for like developers and these things where you could go and they'd have like a special event where everybody would go and they'd battle and stuff and you could, you know, you could win him or you could get him and stuff. Um, but they found a way of doing it in game without a game shark thing. And basically mm. it's insane, right? So it was, you had to kind of go and walk into a part where you want to see a trainer and then you had to like press start really quickly and then fly away where it kind of registered some of the information. And because if that trainer was going to have a Pokemon that was going to have like a speed, like, you know, level of like 13 or something, and then you flew, the game top would be in a different place. And then that would be multiplied by a different, you know, in-game coding thing. And because Mew as a character was inside the game, 
it would then kind of randomize over it would then take that information and apply it to if you then got into a next battle so it was oh, mad uh, that, yeah so it's not actually this thing of oh you just need to do something in a certain way or push something there, there is no way of getting them like that god that's that's crazy yeah, isn't it yeah and you could apparently you could do that with um every pokemon so you could actually catch every pokemon that way but you had to fight an enemy that you knew had like a stat of a certain level and then you had to real quickly press start and fly away before it could happen and then you could do all this kind of weird stuff mm. yeah I, teach, I don't know like i think i like you know i always like old, old games from you know a bygone era but like that 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 whole like you know the whisperings and like you know the mysteries like you know is like something that you just don't really have anymore that i really miss i, I suppose you know, as a kid, especially maybe nostalgia adds to it, but it was like you know, you're, it's the the element of what if there is this or there is that like. And I remember always as a kid that thinking in my head, oh, if I finish this game, maybe there'll be another game behind it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something like that. You know, it just goes into like this this intrigue that a kid has, this curiosity. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean. You do kind of get that, but I think it's a bit standard now, you know what I mean? Like, where if you finish a game, you'll then get the last boss's weapon or something, you know? Yeah, but I, I remember thinking, like, oh, if I finish this game, I'll get a 3D version of Mario or something. You oh, know, right. Sort of well, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, if I do, like, if you remember, like, this is just a little crude, but, like, I don't know if you remember growing up, where it was, like, Tomb Raider, and they were like, oh, there's a nude Raider where oh, you can get her yeah, yeah, in the yeah. nip. And, and, like, everyone was writing about it and everyone was like it was in games master and magazines and everything like you know yeah. it was completely fake but it was like everyone trying to figure out how to get out together in the nude like it was like this 18 page code of you know <laughs> do a backflip like huge button input and everything <laughs> and stuff like that and then jump into the swimming pool but the only swim whatever it's just insane for what was like the worst polygonal character. <laughs> I know. Do you do you remember actually when Tomb Raider Two came out? They had uh, this huge van going around, or not just truck actually. Yes, I do uh, remember this. Yeah, and they had it like outside uh, Extra Vision. And can I just say I really miss Extra Vision. I know it doesn't have a part in in these days with everything being on online, but it was just such a cool place to go to, and like you know, I don't know. It's just it's just a really formative memory of mine. But anyway, I know what you mean. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was outside. Um, it was outside um, Extra Vision, and like there was this huge truck, and then you went, and then you actually met Lara Croft. Obviously, like yeah, some yeah, yeah. model playing Lara Croft, and then she gave you a photo and signed it for you. And it's like, and then you got to play like twenty minutes of the game. I I do remember this. I remember um, when this came out, right? So I think this came out in ninety seven, right? So I think we probably didn't get it until I don't know, like ninety eight or whatever. I remember it was eight or nine. Oh, that would have been eight then. Um, I remember we were in this queue for ages. And like we went, we went over to shops with Mam. Mam went home, and we were in this queue. It was just you and me, and we got there to go and play a bit. And we got into the van. I was really excited about it. And then there's just like this screen and this PlayStation, and then there's like three people just like standing there looking at you playing the game. And I sat down, and I was too nervous to play in front of the other people. And I, I and I did what they just, and I remember just like flicking through the weapons and just going around them for ages. And I was like what if I picked the wrong weapon and stuff like that? And I was afraid they were just judging me do this, right? <laughs> uh, I, it must have been 20 minutes that I was just clicking through these like eight weapons in the item, right? And then I finally pick one. 
I finally picked like the M16. And then I heard one of the girls behind just go, oh, yeah, the kid picks the biggest gun in it. Of course he does. So they were judging me this whole time. Uh, and then I was like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> judging me with your eyes. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were just sitting there looking at me. They were staying. I don't know. Cause I, didn't, I didn't think there'd be so many people just sitting in silence watching everyone play the game. I don't remember that at all. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was probably too much of a nerd. Like, I just wanted to play the game. I didn't care. Yeah, you were less but, bothered. Uh, I was what? Less bothered about someone looking at you play it. Yeah, well, you were much younger than me. It's like that thing, like, when you, like, as a kid, you can learn to, like, flip off a wall i never did obviously because you know but yeah. you know stuff like that and then you're like man look i can do it and then as soon as she looks she can't do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i good, swear good <laughs> yeah but um yeah any anything else you wanted to bring up on on pokemon because i mean i did the history but uh I think you've got a better memory of, of a couple of things than I do. There's just a couple of um funny little things with it. Like, it was just, it was huge. Like, it had the, the 150 initially, 151 Pokemon, if you include Mew. Um, Pokemon Yellow then came out, which was sort of, uh, a bit cynically, an anime tie-in. You know, because that's when you actually were playing as Ash. Oh, I never knew. That was Yellow. Yellow, yeah, because Yellow was oh. the one where Pikachu would follow you around. Uh, he's called Ash, but it's the exact same sprite as the first game. Yes, it is. It is identical. <laughs> <laughs> it is identical. Um, and then, so that that was kind of the, the the one that came out afterward, which is one a lot of people liked. I think that was the first one that had color in it. Yeah. Um, and then eventually they did like a fire red one that came out years later, where they they kind of redid the original generation with you know the proper colors and stuff and upgraded mm-hmm. some uh, things with it. Um, yeah, but there's a couple of mad things. I remember um, when I was working in Dublin, this uh, we just French student who came over to work with us for a while, and uh, she was a student. She was like learning how to do it, but she was about my age. And I remember I was talking to her about Pokemon. We were going, "Was that really big in France?" And she was like, "Yeah, it was huge." And we we're like, "Oh no way!" Then we were looking it up, and then I realized all the Pokemon that she knew and I knew had different names. Oh, because they're all quite clever you know what i mean so if you take charmander it's like charring as in burning and salamander so he's a fire lizard okay right yeah but obviously that doesn't work in french i thought you were gonna say they're called things like francoise <laughs> no <laughs> yeah they just, they just couldn't be bothered coming up with names and um, so yeah so they gave them all their own thing i remember just thinking across the world they all, they're all called different things and that just kind of like, except for like, like Pikachu and stuff and Mewtwo and everything, but that just kind of like blew my mind. Mm. Yeah, that everybody has their own opinion or, or their own name of this thing that's so big to them across everywhere. But that probably was part of the charm of it was that you could look at these Pokemon and mm. um, you knew just kind of vaguely some things about them and that made them exciting and mysterious in their own way. Yeah. You know what I always found weird though? It's like Pokemon is like, or sorry, Pikachu is like, like, you know, the quintessential Pokemon. Everyone knows Pikachu. Yeah. But like thinking about it, it's like, what's the attraction with them? He's a little mouse shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's much cooler Pokemon than that. If I was a kid and I was trying to, you know, be dragged in, I'd choose like a, a Charizard or something. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, well, I think that's the thing that that's what I, mean, that's what I did. Cause I, you know, he's the coolest Pokemon cause he flies and he breathes fire, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think the thing is Pikachu appealed to everybody cause he was cute, you know? And that's the thing is that, Pokemon was not at all aimed at just one gender. It's mm. huge. It, it's just mm. like, it, and that was the first kind of thing where, you know, 
all across uh, a whole age group. It didn't matter if it was a boy or a girl, what they were into. They loved Pokemon for different reasons because Pikachu was mm. cute and stuff like that. And Eevee was cute. And that kind of was an easier way to get into what was normally marketed as girls. Because, I mean, you know, obviously a normal girl gamer could go and play whatever she wants to play. But marketing just weren't aiming it at a girl because they were going, no, 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 girls won't like this stuff. We got to mm. show them something different, which is rubbish. But that's what, that's what you know, marketing would say. They'd go, we got to sell them something cute. And they were like, hey, this is cute and it's fun. So it just worked for everybody. But I, I, yeah, I agree. But I actually read about it as well. Was that when they launched it in um, the US, they actually changed the the sprites to make them look more dangerous because they thought that it was like more, you know, uh, cutesy is kind of like more Japanese, you know. Oh right, really? That's so wild. yeah, so they did. I saw a couple of artwork of like Bulbasaur and like the main ones that you get, and they do look kind of they've got like kind of slightly sharper teeth or like you know. Uh, more pointy eyes kind of thing you know what i mean a bit more um, monsterish yeah so only when you're saying that i was thinking of actually why but yeah. pikachu i'd imagine is much the same you know i mean there is like do you ever you're playing like a japanese game or whatever and it can be quite grim quite horrible or like an anime or something and then there's just like this little weird cutesy character there and it is quite <laughs> you know that's their culture it's just it works fine for them like, it's it, quite off-putting it's yeah, and actually, this is. I'm gonna go on off a tangent here. And I was saying to you, actually, we'll do a fun. I think we should definitely do a Final Fantasy remake episode. Yeah. I am really enjoying it, but like most of the women in Final Fantasy VII remake are so cringy, especially Jesse. Oh my God, get her away from me! They seem to have difficulty in writing women in that game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the only one who was half bearable was Ares. And why did they change the name to Aerith in this? Because that's the original name. No, it's the original name in Japan. In the West, it was Ares. Yeah, in the West, it was Ares. But I mean, like, it is a Japanese game. Like, it, it was only changed to Ares afterwards. But, like, Ares is what she was then known in when she's mentioned in other games and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a weird culture. But, yeah, no, I definitely know what you mean. Like, you ever see some, like, horrendous, horrendously grim, like, you know, encapsulated by death animes or something, and then they have this cute, cute character going, Kay! Yeah, you're not going to um what was it star ocean that was so annoying <sighs> there's actually there's a lot of backlash about um so they've redone oh, was it trials of mana is it don't know they've remastered a a, a game hang on a second secret of mana was it that hang on um, i don't know sorry trials of mana yeah, it was trials of mana so trials of mana was the original game that was out years ago and they've just done a remaster of it and it looks gorgeous and it's really nice style but there's this character who talks like a cutesy baby language right and it's like oh pretty please can i do something and <laughs> it talked like that in the game but when you apply that to a voice on it and it look and i just saw the the, the first trailer revealed it and all the comments were going, I am not playing this game. It is infuriating. And it does, it's just like, you know, if you're playing a game and, you know, it's it's set in the terms of like, oh, this is serious and this is a bit, you know, um, like, like, like in, in, like, oh, yeah, look, look, let's not go, in, go into it properly, but in Final Fantasy VII, like, it's quite dark, you know what I mean? Like, they're eco-terrorists and stuff like that they're having this kind of mad dark dystopian kind of future and stuff and then some characters are just weirdly comical in it yeah and uh some things work better than others 
in different ways, but um, I don't I don't want to spoil anything. Mm. But it, it is a bit off-putting sometimes when you do it, and maybe you need something to lighten it up, but sometimes it just breaks it away, and I think when they that kind of real cutesy thing outside of Japan doesn't always translate across too well. Mm. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I think it is definitely a cultural thing that they have these cute little, you know, like puppy dog animals and like, you know, they're just, yeah, even the Moogles and like Final Fantasy VII, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, to bring it back to Pokemon, there's a couple of, there's a lot of interesting things about the Pokemon kind of individually and stuff. So do you remember the Pokemon Alakazam? Yes. Yes, the psychic Pokemon. He did Abra Kadabra, then eventually Alakazam. Based on Yuri Geller. Yes, and they were sued. I was, I was joking. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, yeah, Is that true. Yeah, it's based on Yuri Geller. <laughs> oh my god! Because he's got the bent spoons in his hand. Oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> yeah, and they were sued, so they had to stop printing the Pokemon cards uh, with him on it. <laughs> That's outrageous. It was like, when you said Alexam, I was like, okay, psychic. First psychic I can think of. It's like, you already get that. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently that's what they did. They were like, psychic yeah. Pokemon, first guy I can think of. Um, and they had them banging the spoons and stuff. Yeah, and, they, and I think in Japan, I think he was basically just called Yuri Geller. <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, but, um, yeah. Yuri Geller. Yeah, I think it was something like that. It was just, like, there was no even thought of copyright. Um yeah, so they got sued from over it. Uh, and also, there was the big controversy of the Pokemon. Do you remember the seizures? Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. the Simpsons made a joke about that, but I didn't think that was Pokemon. Yeah, I think it was Pokemon. I, I used to... Well, I, maybe it was an extended rumor, but the rumor used to go around that when, like, Pikachu used to use his, like, thunder and lightning things, and it would flash back and forth, some kids with epilepsy um, had uh, seizures from it. God. And Which, that's true. Um, I, well, I think they, they did have to lessen it for some things, but I don't know if that was them being safe and stuff. But then, I mean, you know, like a lot of sporting events and stuff out there, like there's flash photography in this and there's concerts. And if you do have epilepsy, yeah. you know what I mean? I think just maybe there wasn't any warnings and stuff back then because people didn't think about it. It's weird. You wonder why like stuff like that visual stuff makes people have a seizure. I just think it's the way that uh, it's just the flashing lights has an effect. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the science mm. behind it. Um, there's uh, there's loads of little things. I'm not going to keep going on about it because I have too much to be blabbing on about Pokemon. Um, mm. but it, oh, I could be forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, you actually, uh, when you were saying that about Abra, what's his name? Uh, Alakazam. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of the other two ones, and it just kind of went into my head there. The fighting guys, Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. Oh yeah, based on Jackie Chan, think, Bruce Lee. Do you th- yeah, were they? Oh yeah, look at him on Lee. He's got Bruce Lee's eyes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. I was going to talk about the controversy with the anime. Yeah. So there's a couple of episodes of Pokemon where some episodes were taken out and they weren't shown. Right. Okay. And there was one where so you remember Team Rocket, Jesse and James are always dressed in disguises. Yeah, I love Team Rocket. They're great. James. <laughs> what? James. <laughs> That's terrible. That's what he. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> sounds like you're falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. But there was an episode where they were at a swimming pool or something, and they were in disguise. And in it, James was disguised as a woman in a bikini. And He's the, constantly cross-dressing, isn't he? I think he just always did weird kind of costumes and stuff. And because he was, you know, 
he had long hair and he would often like hold a rose and stuff like that. I think people were yeah. like, kind of confused by it. But he, um, but I, I think there was other episodes where he did kind of wear like a big dress to cover himself. Like it was comical. Mm. But anyway, there was one where he was in a bikini and he had fake boobs and they wouldn't show it. <laughs> okay yeah in, in japan or in in they wouldn't show it over in the west or oh, okay. at least in ireland but i'm pretty sure it was everywhere in the west they wouldn't show it and they showed it in japan yeah well speaking of episodes they didn't show do you remember when we used to follow the anime and it was on sky one yes and like it got to a certain point and like we watching it every i think it was every saturday i think it was on Sunday morning something like that and like you'd be you'd be getting up and watching you'd be loving it and like it'd get to a certain point and then it'd go back to the start the first episode again yeah i remember that and then you just because you you wanted him to go and collect all the pokemon or win the you know the the what you call it league what's it called the elite four beat them all and stuff become and you know become a proper pokemon master and everything and he never does it yeah and the thing is he, uh, I think he only won it now, like canonically in the anime, I think last year or the year before. And there's been like over a thousand episodes of Pokemon. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. See, why? what I always thought was the fact that they just didn't have the episodes. And like, I remember watching it twice through all the way again to think, oh, no, this time they'll definitely move on. Like, you know, yeah. and but it was like, you know, it, it reminds me of, do you remember like Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the worst for filler episodes I've ever seen. Like sometimes they'll do a whole episode of just one battle and they won't even fight. It'll just be like, ah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. like shouting at each other for the whole thing. I remember there being an episode. <laughs> like hate each other. Where literally somebody took one step and that was it. <laughs> they looked at each other for so long and then he stepped into the ring to fight him and then it ended. And it's just like, <laughs> This is an absolute piss take. It's been a tough week, guys. Let's uh, let's just keep this episode simple. God. You know why that is, though? You know why they do that? Why? Because often the manga um, hasn't caught up, or the anime's caught up with the manga, so they need to extend it, because otherwise it'll be over too soon. Mm, well, maybe let's just do a Game of Thrones thing and just make it up. Because that worked well for Game of Thrones. Everyone hated it. <laughs> yeah. Don't know. Never watched it. Um, six seasons are excellent. Mm. Two are not. <laughs> I see. I see. Um, I think that's kind of it from from me. I mean, there's just there's so many things to talk about with the with the card game, with the different types of games. With so like, there's so many different generations, and as they went on, <clears throat> excuse me, they introduced new ones again, um, and they finally did what you were saying that that they should have done a long time ago, which they made the 3D version of. The original, the original one with uh, Pokemon Let's Go uh, Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which was on the Switch. Ah. And they also did it then with Sword and Shield, which is a whole new generation of them. Um, oh, okay. Where they, they did it from, from that camera view, which is down further and stuff like that. So Let's Go uh, Let's go Pikachu and, and Eevee are the red and blue remade, are they? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit different because you don't battle trainers in it. No, sorry, sorry. You, you only battle trainers. You don't battle Pokemon in the wild. You catch them kind of like the Safari Park way. Do you remember that? No. So do you remember there was like a, in Pokemon Red and Blue, there was a Safari Zone you went into and you mm-hmm. didn't have your Pokemon and you could only throw stones, bait or a Pokeball. 
Okay. Yeah, and you had to catch them like that without beating them down and make them, you know, nearly faint. Um, so you catch them that way. It's kind of a crossover with Pokemon Go, the mobile game, but you don't actually need the Pokemon Go to play it. And oh, okay. for the Switch controller, you get a little Pokemon, a little Pokeball that you throw at the screen. And, that, ah, cool. and that's how you catch them that way. Um, and then the battles are all the same and everything else is the same as the original one remade. But then how, how so? But then you'd hardly have any battles if you're not fighting wild Pokemon. I think that's a bit of a concern, but I think there you actually forget how many trainer battles there are. Mm, There's nice. a, a lot of them. I mean, it took you could put a lot of hours into that game. I think it is easier because I think you do level up easier because you don't fight wild Pokemon and stuff. Mm, and I think okay. um, every time you battle, every Pokemon gets experience rather than just um, the one you have out front and stuff. So, uh, that that makes sense. Yeah, so it it, it does change it that way. Mm. Well, like I was, you know, looking back at that game, um, you know, Red and Blue on the Game Boy, I was looking at it, I was like, this looks terrible. Like, <laughs> I forgot how great I thought it was at the time, but like, you know, it hasn't aged very well, let's just say. Um, but I don't like, uh, you know, I have a lot of good memories of, of other games and their music. To be honest, I didn't have a huge amount of, of, of music memories. So so what I did do is I started to listen to some music from the other games just on YouTube and stuff. And there was a couple that I really liked. Okay. So I was going to play a, a, a little few snippets of them, and then I was going to play a song or two from uh, the anime, if you have interest. <laughs> okay, go on, play a couple of things. Let's see where you go. Okay, so this is, I really like this. This is uh, Mantine Surf Music um, from Ultra Sun and Moon. Pokemon clubbing. Yeah, it's very clubby, isn't it? <laughs> I love like I love surf music, like you know, and any game surf music is always good, you know. I know Jermaine's got a feel to it. Yeah. Okay, this is Route 19 from Pokemon Black and White. to set up on an adventure with that soundtrack. that does sound really good that sounds a very um i know like that that's a, it's a for like a handheld console but uh, that sounds very like old school console kind of music really good yeah um, I love it. by the way I just want to let you know you know sun and moon or ultra sun and moon is based on hawaii oh okay so that's why I let, that, that surfing kind of sound because they've all got kind of similar regions and i think there is a i think the most recent one sword and shield is kind of a uk kind of region Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Boring. Well, I don't. I don't know if it's all. I mean, yeah. I mean, I live in the UK. I want to see, you know, Japan. It sounds more interesting to me. Exactly. Yeah. We walk around apartment buildings, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's not really the same as you know. <laughs> okay. Now you'll you'll remember this. It's so cheesy. Listen back to it. I was listening to it yesterday. I was like, oh my god, how could I ever think this was cool? We gotta wrap some Pokemon. You just do the singing. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. I want to be the best. <laughs> Here comes the dangerous Oh my god. And they have such uncool names as well. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
He's just saying them with like different levels of surprise to kind of exactly. get them to work in a rhythm. Like, and I love the way the rapper's like, you do the singing, I'll do the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's really hard. Oh, God. And there, of course, no, no uh, musical ensemble can be complete without this. That's brilliant. That is, it's pretty eighties, isn't it? It is. It's but it's. I mean, it's going to be my team's song when I eventually do become a Pokemon trainer. After all these years, worry, just keep, keep at it. Um, well, I love that so much. It's brilliant. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so do you want to get to the best part of the show as always? The quiz. Is this based on Pokemon noises? What else could it be? <laughs> Oh, I just want to say one one more thing before we go on to the quiz, right? I remember my mate's little brother loved, obsessed with the Pokemon game so much, right? That if you remember, every time you throw out a Pokemon, it would make a screech. Oh, no, he didn't know the screeches. He knew all 150 screeches. Oh, God. And they were just these random, like, 8-bit sounds. And he could tell what Pokemon it was from it. He... (laughs) Like he lived that game. God, I hope some corporations channel that uh, talent into something that can make money. I just, <laughs> I'm just ha- really happy that you're now going to say that that's not the quiz. That it's not you going to play some screeches. Of course not. Look, I'm not that much of a nerd. You are. Okay, so well, let's start. Your mic. I've got the strangest feeling someone's going to kick his ass. <laughs> Okay. Right. <laughs> Are you ready for question number one? Right, we'll give it a go. <laughs> what Pokemon makes this sound? Oh my god. <laughs> You're deep. <laughs> oh my god. What is wrong with you? Quiz. I'm in charge of the quiz. I'm the quiz master. Do you want to hear it again? Oh, it's no point. Let's <laughs> do it again. <laughs> That's pretty easy. Is it? It's a roar. <laughs> What's your guess? Onyx. <laughs> Yay! What did I tell you? Oh, sorry. This is this is the sounds from the anime series, is it? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because. That's not like the horrible screeches that was from the Game Boy game. Oh, yeah. yeah That's that what was... I mean. That was horrible. <laughs> okay. Ready for this one? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that myself, just so you know. It sounds <laughs> like you. I don't know. Uh... Uh... I don't know. Um... It sounds like a dog Pokemon. Growlithe? 
No, he's actually saying the first part of his name. Listen. Arp. Mag. That's not Mag. There's like an R in that. <laughs> it's Magmar. Right, God. <laughs> okay, so number three and your final question. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> you can listen to the theme again if you want, though. Um, okay. Oh, bacon. Oh, I don't know. Go again. Some little Q Pokemon. I don't know. Um, That's not an answer. <laughs> Jigglypuff. Oh. No, it's a Ditto. Ditto. That doesn't sound like Ditto. That it is. It's no, it's not. <laughs> It is. <laughs> All right, whatever. Okay, so uh, okay, so I'll give you a bonus question, which I'm sure you'll get. Right. Um, and I didn't prepare the question, so I'm just going to freestyle it. God. Um, years ago, they tried it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I did... showed you that, didn't I? <laughs> no, what's that? Where this guy tries to do a freestyle rap on TV, and uh, he, he he starts up his first lines like years ago they tried it. And no. then he just freezes and it's like 20 minutes of silence and can't do anything else. No, I don't, I don't think you sent me that. Uh, I just sent that to you. Uh, okay, so the bonus question is, there is this weird glitch in Red and Blue where you fight this like pixelated Missing thing. no, isn't it? Yeah, well done. So, so I can say you've got, you can 50%. You steam a good ham. Yeah, you 50% steam a good ham. Good, good. Well, well done. I, hang on, I just want to play just real quick the a couple of the cries that the game used to make. <laughs> this is what I thought you were going to do. <laughs> Should have. So that was six different Pokemon cries. Was one of them Polygon? No. It was Bulbasaur <laughs> and his his different ones and Charmander and his different ones. So that was the one. If you played any one of them, this guy would tell you what it was. That is like that's a level that I mean, it's scary to talk about. It's worrying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like it sounds like a computer having a struggle. <laughs> True. Um, or a fan breaking, a fan in a computer. Yeah, it's like struggling to get it done. <laughs> it's awful. Um, yeah, do you have anything else on, on Pokemon? Apokaturu Monsteru? No, uh, well, it was originally called uh, Capsule Monsters. Mm -hmm. And then they changed it to Pocket, uh, to pocket Monsters because of uh, um, branding and stuff like that, because of uh, different copyright issues and everything. Uh, Always copyright issues in Japan. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, it's not their fault. <laughs> it is their fault. Stop suing people, just leave it alone. Well, no, they leave were it. being sued. Nintendo were being sued this time. <laughs> Well, that's what I mean, the culture of suing. Uh, oh, right. Leave it as a, as a culture, as a country, just leave it. Um, so I think I think that's a kind of cover. I think I covered a, lo a load of the, the different bits of it. Um, yeah, I think that, that, that was kind of, that's kind of everything with it. Yeah, I just remember that bloody missing no, uh, or missing number, whatever it was, cheat, where people would go and they'd duplicate all the rare candies and they'd... Uh, Evolved or Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Oh, no, no, wait, actually, there... There is a question in from a listener. Is there? You're gone. 
No, there isn't. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> I would like to line up that to say, if there is anyone listening, please send us a question or something. Okay. Yeah. Help the show. Um, if it's up in your local area, rate it and stuff like that. You know, do things that will help us in some way. In your local area. <laughs> do you know how podcasts work? <laughs> no, you do the technical stuff. <laughs> God. All right, cool. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think that's kind of it for me. Yeah, same area. Yeah, so um, yeah, if um, you are uh, interested in this or in, um, if you want us to talk about a different topic, do please write us in. What's the email address, Newman? It's press the action button pod at gmail.com. Okay, cool. So uh, that's it all for me. So I thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back again soon. Take care, everyone. Right, bye. bye. Some Pokemon. You just do the singing. I'll take care of the hard part. Let's get it on. I want to be the best that ever was. To beat all the rest. Yeah, that's my cause. Electro, Dinklet, Nidoran, Mankey, Venator, Atatap, Hero, Pidgey, King, Jolteon, Dragonite.